Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, Brian Johnson. I've, uh, like I said, I've been at Redeemer since the start, since uh, Redeemer met in Joel's house, lived next door to the Brookses. Um, and so that was uh, March of 08. Um, I'm a photographer by trade. Uh, I've been able to serve at Redeemer. Uh, I served for six years as a elder until last September. Um, and now I'm trying to just be a faithful member um, in the Raglan's home group. So um, as a photographer, uh, April, May, June was going to be really a peak season for me. And um, peak seasons really anchor my year. So it was like uh, that that week in March, that, that March 20th-ish was when I started getting phone calls and everything in the spring, April, May, June, just pushed. Um, everything was canceling or moving. Um, and I'd been prepping, you know, I don't, didn't shoot a ton the first few months. I was prepping for those months. And so it was a pretty immediate uh, kind of impact for me, both financially, emotionally, professionally, even just skill-wise, when you're geared up to work and then all of a sudden your work is taken away from you. It's just a really tough reality. So kind of those, um, and then you're stuck at home and you've got kids who are needing to uh, be taught school. So I've got three school-age kids, 14, 12, and 10, um, who for the next eight weeks uh, needed to be homeschooled, which my, my wife took the majority of that. Some of that fell on me bringing kids to the office. and But um, yeah, so the, the immediate I don't want to say trauma, but blunt force reality of kind of this new reality was very, very um, hard. And it could be, it was hard too thinking like, um, you know, the, the, the pros and cons of being a freelance um, anything when you eat what you kill, to go from relying on income to that going away. Um, can be really hard but then also to, to to not get wrapped up in like wishing you had something different um so you kind of have i would almost say like those first two months were one period and then george floyd happened and that was this um just visceral moment i think for so many of us um one thing that I think is so interesting about George Floyd is that we didn't have our usual kind of things that we self-medicate with, whether it be sports or things that we go out and do. We were really forced to confront and think through that, or at least we, I, I felt that way. Um, and that just felt like this other layer of um, just sadness. And I think the Lord pressed on my heart to just use that moment to really lean into certain relationships and have some hard conversations. Um, maybe, maybe there's certain close relationships where uh, things are able to stay um, on the surface. And I felt the Lord pressing me to really lean in and um, 
without like being able to talk about sports here here's an opportunity to, to talk real about something that's really going on the parking deck um, I thought was a silly concept when I first heard it um, but it has been probably one of the most unique blessings through COVID for for me and, and I would say uh, for our family too um, I think it's a really incredible opportunity to um, allow members to stay safe and also be within proximity um, and also just hear the word um, I was thinking that this Sunday just hearing Thomas preach it was really really spoke to me and just thinking about all the churches around America that can't be face to face and I know there's a lot of Redeemer families that um, at this time cannot experience uh, just with where they are in their family or maybe they're too high risk um, but I'm, I'm really thankful and I'm, that Redeemer at least still has the live stream but also um, I, I told some of the leadership that I've enjoyed church more in the last three months than uh, the previous two years like something about that simplicity of that space um, just has really meant a ton to me seeing at the, at the end of the day, what is church? Um, and we can meet in a parking deck and hear the word preached and we can pray together and we can take communion. Um, we can sing together and it's a beautiful thing. Some of the simple really speaks to me and it, it kind of takes me back to the early days of Redeemer. And I think it's cool that people can, maybe who are newer to the church, I think it feels very early Redeemer. I don't know if you feel that way, but uh, it feels very early Redeemer and that it feels very lo-fi and uncomplicated. Although I know it's really complicated behind the scenes and getting it set up and making sure it runs smoothly. Um, so the Bible Project did a series on generosity and the theme of generosity through the Bible. Um, and the theme that we serve a generous host has just been um, who like wants to lavish his love on us has been like something I continue to try and understand, especially when things feel scarce in <laughs> times of scarcity. Um, you know, when Jesus tells us to consider the raven, that's something I've been thinking through. That's something that the Bible Project in that series hit on. You know, he preached that at a time that. Um, there was great civil and social unrest to the people he was presenting this to. So it was, he wasn't foolish in his presentation and he's not foolish when he has me pondering that now. Um, uh, and trusting that I serve a generous host at a, in a time of scarcity is not easy. Um, but it's humbled me. It's made me rethink um, you know, when you're, when you're self-employed and your work is tied, like I'm a photographer, my photo studio is my name, so your name is tied to a company. So you oftentimes find yourself worth tied to that brand in a really weird, strange way. Um, so when some of that gets stripped away uh, and you're humbled, the Lord's, at least for me, been working like, you know, your identity is, 
I see you very differently than you see yourself or how you're trying to perceive yourself. Um, so those are the things the Lord is teaching me even when they're not necessarily fun to understand. Um, I think it's, it's interesting. It feels like a, like a great, um, I don't want to purge is the wrong word. Cleanse is the wrong word. But like, like, a, like a reset almost. Like a reset in how you see yourself, your, your, your family, your situation. Um, I think the Lord has revealed things about myself through dead ends I feel like I've hit. Um, speaking candidly, I had a moment a few weeks ago where like, I don't even know what to call it, but it felt like a divine, um, like a prophetic moment. But it, it was it was weird. Like I, I think, I don't know if I would have had that um, moment if I hadn't been in a season of just like scarcity and like pondering life and really just having to have open hands and be like, what do you want with my life? Um, I don't know how to describe that moment other than there was just a great peace and great clarity with who the Lord has made me to be, even through my weaknesses and through my failures. One thing that for, for me, it's back now, but like, um, one of our favorite things as a family in the, in the spring was just like, making dinner and watching Braves baseball at night. It's amazing how like those simple things, like that's a loss. Like that's not something that you're really gonna, you know, mention as a prayer request in small group. But like, it's, it's I mean, you, you could name up, you could, you could kind of chalk up hundreds of small little losses within your family rhythm or your lifestyle um, that all kind of add up. But then I also think like simple things like my street in my neighborhood has been a huge blessing. Uh, I've taken a lot more walks. <laughs> I've walked around my neighborhood with my dog a ton. Um, one thing I did when all of my work went away as I started a project just on my neighborhood and met a lot of my neighbors and photographed my neighbors. Um, that was a really simple thing. I saw my, I normally would walk my neighborhood pre-COVID stressing about photo shoots that I was gonna have somewhere else. And then I had the shift of seeing my neighborhood as like my new landscape uh, to document. Um, and just met some really awesome neighbors to it. Uh, so that was a really simple thing to realize how thankful I am for my neighborhood. As a freelancer, running your own company and the name of your company has your name attached to it, uh, you know, kind of peeling that away um, was a hard thing. Um, But then on the other side of that, the Lord just refining my heart and realizing that he has 
more planned for me than a photo studio that I created. And uh, I hope that he continues to use what I feel like has established a talent in me to, to take photos. I hope that that has continued to be fostered. But I'm also like, with an open hand, I feel like more so than ever, asking the Lord to guide my steps. And whether it's through photography or something else, I wanna be open and willing to his call. I don't think without this, I would have really stopped and considered that. Um, and some days I'm mad that I'm having to consider that. Um, but there's also been some really sweet moments where the Lord has um, shown me um, that there may be opportunities outside of, through these what feel like dead ends, there may be other opportunities uh, for my life and how he wants to use me that I never, or I should say, most likely wouldn't have perceived if I'd stayed busy and cluttered up with uh, the work I've done throughout my career. Um, so, on my good days, I feel like I'm able to ask the Lord, like, well, what's next? Like, what do we, what refinement comes from this loss? Like, what, what can I be taught? Um, most days I prefer to sit around and mope, um, but when the Spirit's working in me, I'm able to have a moment where I can say, all right, Lord, like, what work do you want to do through this refinement? Um, that's a little bit, ex a little bit exciting to me um, to think things like, okay, this cool cafe that we enjoy is closing down. We could sit around and talk about the glory days and live in uh, the past about how great life was when that was around. What if there's like something better that we could never have imagined um, or perceived that comes out of that. I'm using that as a silly example, but um, I wanna be able to ask that question um, about what's next um, instead of sitting around and thinking about everything that's gone um, or different um, or missing, but I didn't talk about my wife. Did I say something about my wife? <laughs> Do you just want to say something related to um, Ashley Johnson, my wife. We have a great marriage. She's my rock. She's everything. She's why I survived it. Is that good? That's great. Yeah.